in episode 131. I always, I always had this image of non-binary people in my mind uh, of being like, like, fuck the status quo. I'm going to do what I want. Like, I don't give a shit if makeup's for women. I'm going to wear it as a guy. I'll have a beard. I don't give a fuck. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I always thought of yeah. it as like, sort of like, yeah, take that. Like, ultimately, what I've learned is most people that who care about you do not care, like, what you do with your life. They just want you to be happy. I'll have that. And I got my ears pierced. And I'm like, some people may interpret that as, I mean, 10 years ago, I'd be like, people think I'm like this or that. And now I'm like, so, so what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the more I understand myself, the less I care about what other people think. Now that's Claire, a 31-year-old non-binary gender-fluid cross-dresser currently living in Portland, Oregon, who comes to the Cross Yas podcast to tell her story. What you just heard was a couple of clips from part one of Curie Yas Conversations with me, your girl, Giselle Marisol. It's a two-parter with part two coming at you next week. Part one is in this episode, and if you enjoyed those intro clips and it left you wanting more, well, don't worry. You just have to keep listening to the rest of this episode. So, you ready for part one? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast. The podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. It's me, Giselle Mirasol. I cross-dress sometimes, I consider myself transgender under the transgender umbrella, and I will be your host and guide into this bizarre but lovely world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Help support this podcast by going to our website, crossyaspodcast.com, and click on our Patreon links that we've got so you can enjoy some of the bonus stuff. You can chat with me, Sierra, Claire, and other wonderful Cross Yas members of the Cross Yas community on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which is also available on our website for even more support. And finally, if you enjoyed Claire's story and you have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but you're worried because you don't think anyone cares, you're probably wondering to yourself, hmm, does anyone really want to hear my story? Well, duh, you know me and you know this podcast. The answer is obviously aloud. Frickin' Yes! Hit me up, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast, or chat me up on Discord, rochi underscore mochi pound 7325. I can't wait to hear from you. Hey, Cross Yas listener, hope your August was great, because shoot, mine freaking flew by. And it's September now? Jeez, can you believe it? I do not believe it! Have a bunch of Kiryas convos for you just all lined up, and I can't wait to share them with you here on the podcast. With this Kiryas convo, I have Claire, a 31-year-old non-binary, gender-fluid cross-dresser who was an absolute delight. She's got a lot to say, as you'll hear in a bit, and when I chatted with her, well, she was highly caffeinated and ready to go. She's a fireball of a person, and I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. So, I'll shut up and offer you the first part of my Kiryas convo with Claire. Enjoy. Alright, well, Claire, welcome to the Cross the Yas podcast. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, yes. Well, uh, let's uh, introduce you. Uh, who are you and what are you doing here? How do you come to yes. the podcast? Yes. So my name is Claire. I've been listening to the podcast for uh, maybe three months now, two, three months. And I mean, I'm just on here to tell my story. And, you know, yes. I figured 
it'll be a good thing. Scary, but like overall, it'll be a good thing. Yes, yes, I'm super excited. Well, um, what are you exactly like? What, <laughs> what, ah, what are yes, you? What course, are you? What of are you? Course. Yeah, how um, do you identify all that stuff? All that yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm transgendered umbrella. Uh, I would more. I I'm technically transgendered, and I would say I'm non-binary, gender fluid at this time. Just kind of exploring it all and to kind of quick fix it or give it even more of a simple, I'm like a cross-dresser, but it feels more than the term cross-dresser that my brain interprets as. So I feel like, you know, non-binary gender fluid kind of adds a little bit more like specificity to it. I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? How about a uh, sexual orientation? And yes. All that other stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, female attracted. I have the capacity to be attracted to men, but I'm not really attracted to masculinity per se. So it's not so much like I see a guy and I'm like, hell yeah, it's more like, okay, it's cool, whatever. But if I get to know someone, I can be like, okay, you know, you could almost probably say like pansexual to a certain degree, but Mm -hmm. I haven't fully like tested the limits of that either. So. Ooh, yes, yes. We'll get into that in a little bit. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we love our sex stories here on the podcast. If, <laughs> yeah. you're, if you're willing to divulge it, we're, we're excited to listen. Who knows? So, Who knows? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, I can't wait. Uh, but how did it all start? Uh, tell us your origin story. Where did yes, you figure my... out? How did you figure it out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it all started in 1700s on the streets of London. I don't know where I'm going yes, with this. It yes. all started all when I twist. was well, young, <laughs> young. I was young. I was probably going through my teenage phase. And I found things in my mother's closet. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, I kind of like this, but I shouldn't. And then that's where it all started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, what exactly? Do you remember, like, you getting, like, I don't know, punished was, for was, dressing up or were you not caught? Not so much that. Like, it was uh, more like auto, like self-punishment. Because I'm like, ooh, these are like cool pantyhose or something. And I'm like, I enjoy them, but I'm a boy. And boys don't like these things, as I've been taught in the past. But I never mm-hmm. got like, I don't think I've been caught as a kid. But there's been a lot of like moments throughout my childhood of like, oh, yeah, I have, like, some stuff on, maybe a little bit of my mom's makeup, and then I hear the garage open, and I'm, like, rushing to get it off. Like, it's <laughs> it's one right, of those right. things that you have a little bit of, like, PTSD from, but, you know, overall, I've been pretty good, and, I mean, to a certain degree, there's, like, a level of, like, neuroticism and paranoia that I feel like a lot of gals experience, um, and I've I mean, through that, I've been able to be like, okay, I know how to take off makeup very quickly and very effectively if I want to, you know, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was it, was it a shame thing? I mean, have you ever, were you ever oh, ashamed yeah. of your cross-dressing? Tons of shame. Holy crap. It was, uh, there was a lot of shame uh, attached to my dressing for, for the longest time, to be honest. And I would only say like probably in the past recent eh, year or so, I've started to like shed those layers of shame. And start to just be like, hey, uh, what I like is what I like. And ultimately, I'm not harming anyone. And, you know, I, I'm living my life less in line with society's expectations of me. And I'm living them um, for my own interests. Yeah. yeah. But um, what did what changed in the last, you said, year or so? Did something yeah. happen? Yeah. So, over it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. Well, I was in a long-term relationship, uh, lasted about two years. It was sort of this moment. I got into that relationship because it was sort of, um, you know, it felt like the next logical step. 
you know, and I, you know, I met someone who I was, we were very compatible and we hit it off great. But, you know, I, up until this point was making sure I was able to tell my significant others about my dressing. And with this one, I told her, you know, very, very early on before we started like officially dating, like right before we're like, oh, are we boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know, I let her know. And it wasn't the greatest, but she was trying to, she did her best to understand. And at that time I was like, oh, I can kind of just do it in my own room and don't worry about it. And she, you know, she's like, I, I don't know, it might, you know, affect my image of you as a man. And, you know, I got all that kind of stuff. And I kind of realized that sitting at home and just like dressing in your room is kind of fun for a while, but then it just becomes really lonely. And mm -hmm. I'm very extroverted and I want to like go out and share this stuff, but there's a lot of shame tied to it. And ultimately her and I ended up uh, separating and she encouraged me to go see like gender therapists and all that good stuff. And it's helped me at least understand myself a lot better and after we broke up, I was like, oh, I'll move to like a new part of the city and I'm going to like get back on my feet, put myself out there. COVID hit. And so, <laughs> right, 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 right. Classic. We all have ambitions. And then COVID came in and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, stomped those out. And so that was a great incubator for me to really kind of continue to dress up alone at home, but like with more investment in it and to kind of figure that out and explore it a, a lot more being you know living by myself and i had some friends like who were close in the area who i had come out to at that time because i realized after actually after my last relationship i had the realization that i'm not going to be able to have a happy relationship until i figure myself out and then once I'm able to understand myself, I think I would be able to there re-enter the dating scene and be like confident and comfortable with who I am. And I think the approach that I'm taking, at least I'm always thinking about like how I would get back into it. And now I'm thinking like, well, it's congruent with me. It's part of me. I don't have any shame. I don't have as much shame left with it. Maybe there's like a small inkling of it, but just to put myself back out there and just be like, yeah, I mean, you get, you get a two package, you know, I get a, you get a little of this, a little of that it's it, but they're of the same person and you get what you get. And this is what you get. And before I used to see it as like a, Oh, I cross dress. Now I'm like, yeah, I cross dress, you know, and that's cool. Yeah, and yeah. I know a lot more about random little things for, you know, for that, that women have to do to get ready. And, you know, I understand makeup a lot better and, I understand color and dressing and all that stuff a little bit better than the average person. And so, you know, I mean, if someone doesn't want that, that's fine. I'm just going to be myself and uh, be my best self. And, you know, whoever comes and seems to be cool with that and likes it and likes me and we are compatible. I'm all, I'm all open for that, you know? Yeah, I have no idea yes. what your question was. I just sort of kept talking. So perfect. I was like, <laughs> "Keep going, take me there, Claire." Every time. Like, what else? But um, so are you actively dating? Are you looking to date? Or and how um, are you bringing up the cross dressing? And yeah, you know? <laughs> hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say actively dating. I I know right now I'm not really ready for a relationship. I still have a little bit more exploration to go through. Um, but I mean, I did do a little bit of dating. Um, maybe about before, before I just moved, um, I just recently had a big move and I moved over to Portland and mm -hmm. Portland is awesome. But also, I mean, no, there's no, but also it's great here. 
if you want to be able to feel comfortable walking around dressed or anything like that, Portland seems like a great city. But also keep the population low. We want to keep rent prices low here. But <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shit, what was your question? So you're not dating. It sounds like not dating currently. Dating. I mm-hmm. did do a little bit of dating prior to moving here, but once I like really sort of honed in on like I'm going to move, I stopped kind of looking around. But through the dating um, back before I moved, I had you know dated a couple people, and then one of the relationships didn't flesh out. But she wanted to remain friends, and you know I kind of thought about it, and we didn't really get too far into that whole dating period to make it weird. And I'm like, the only person who will make this weird is me. If like that's that's really as long as I'm like, okay, I can acknowledge that this was a thing and it didn't work out and that's fine. I'm not like attached to the outcome. So, you mm-hmm. know, I was, um, we, we remained friends. I came out to her and she was really cool and supportive and wonderful. And she's helped me a lot in a cl- in a pinch and I've met Ooh. some wonderful people through her. And I, another one I had dated, I, I kind of talked to maybe, maybe the third day I, I like mentioned it and she seemed cool with it, but she didn't really ask too many questions. And I think right before I was moving. I had talked to, I had met someone just like on the street and we were just chatting and she, she was, she was in the neighborhood and she was nice. And uh, I, I kind of revealed it to her on like the first or second date, and she seemed really cool about it, you know, but ultimately that didn't go anywhere because I was going elsewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you totally moved, fine. you moved far. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You moved across the country. Do you want to talk I, about how that was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I moved um, from Florida to Oregon. So kind of like the, the straight up diagonal across the US. Mm-hmm. Um I drove I've been like all over the freaking place this summer. So I drove through like the Midwest. I you know, I was in like I drove through like Tennessee. I drove through Oklahoma and then I stayed in Colorado for a little bit. Then there's like two of like my really good friends' weddings this summer. So there's like bachelor parties to attend and all those nice. types of things. And you know the drive through the Midwest was like, eh, no offense, you know. I grew up in the Midwest; <laughs> it was okay. I, I was like, I've been, I was like, been there, done that, seen it. Then I, I stayed in Denver for a couple weeks with my friend, and actually flew back to <laughs> South Carolina for his bachelor party, mm. and that was that was a cool experience. I mean, you know, this was me sort of like dipping into more of my like gender expression and stuff, but yes. Uh, you know, it's just small things. I mean, I, I didn't dress up for that bachelor party, but, you know, I had my toes painted and stuff. And no one really even like no one ever said anything like bad about it at all or even commented on it. Everyone was just really cool and treated me the same. But they didn't know like the whole scoop. It was just, yeah. Were you just concerned? Were you a concerned little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Because it's a very it was a high testosterone group. But all of them are like very, very like boys, boys. But they're all very, very nice and super wonderful. And I actually learned a lot from them in terms of how to, I mean, you know, like balancing your masculinity. Cause like while they were like very, very like bro bros and like did a lot of silly things that, you know, like boys will be boys kind of will do. They also had like this level of emotional vulnerability that they were not uncomfortable with sharing. And, you know, there would be like moments where they would really dip into like the wholesomeness of things like, they would say like, oh, you know, like, are you, you know, like, I'm going to cry on your wedding day. It's going to be amazing. I'm so happy for you. And like, as, I mean, as an Asian guy, I mean, I feel like in my family doesn't really express our emotions that much. And it was mm-hmm. just interesting. And neither does my actually, actually, my friend group doesn't really express our emotions that much. But 
you know, it's just nice. It's just kind of like refreshing to see, you know, all these bro bros being like, hey, you know, like you're a wonderful person and we're so happy for you. And just like being like taking that moment to be like, this is going to be a beautiful day. Like it, it was just really, really nice and really wholesome. And I, I was really touched by that group there, you know, not physically, but emotionally. <laughs> yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't hurt sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you actually did dress though. I remember oh. we FaceTimed you <laughs> while yes. we were all drunk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Claire, like, Oh shoot. Claire's Claire. Uh, what was yeah. that? like? What happened? What exactly? So happened? yes, that's a fun story. So when I was in Colorado, one of my friends, she was having a bachelorette party and they needed um, a couple people to fill. And um, I was like, I mean, I'll go. I'll go as Claire. And, you know, she's like, I'm like, if you're cool with that. And she's like, of course, I don't care. So I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, yeah. let's do this. This is going to be fun. Uh, I'll go as Claire. But, like, my crutch is like, I don't really wear, I haven't, I don't really own pants. I don't know. I feel like they make me look top heavy. <laughs> and I like to wear clothes that are like a little bit more loose, a little bit more flowy that balance out my proportions and stuff. But I was like, okay, well, let's see what we can get for this like pedal pub thing. Cause I I've been on pedal pubs. I don't know if you've been on them. Have you never been, never been. It looks like fun, but I figured if I'd be too drunk, I'd be passed out on the pedal. <laughs> oh no. It's, it's like a hot tub where you're like, if you drink in a hot tub, you get out, you're like, Whoa, I am freaking drunk <laughs> like it's okay. kind of like that because you're you're pedaling it's kind of like a genius marketing idea because you're like all right you bring them music you bring the alcohol you power our <laughs> our pub uh, and okay. we'll bring you to places to buy drinks at and i'm like okay sure okay okay and so i was thinking i'm like what can i wear and i was reading the pedal pub rules they're like don't wear sandals don't wear skirts i'm like well shit like that was like my first sort of thing <laughs> yeah okay well let's see and then i ended up going with like shorts so i actually had to tuck a little bit for that because you know shorts are pretty like form-fitting mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um i went with like some kind of like some top and you know this is also exercise too so i'm like okay <laughs> like i had to like think this through of like okay i don't want to be like sweating bullets but it was it was thankfully like a cooler night that night and, um, I mean, I went out as that and it was totally fine. You know, it was a lot of fun. All the girls there were like, like super like blown away. They're like, wow, you look so good. I, I would not recognize you, you know? And they were, and they were really sweet about it. Cause like later I would talk to them at the wedding and they're like, I hope I wasn't annoying you asking you about your makeup. Like, no, trust me. I love that. Like, <laughs> I, I love to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was a super wonderful experience. I didn't like Denver is a very cool city. I did not seem to have any issues like just being there. You know, I remember we were just hanging out on the sidewalk after um, and the girls kind of went off to do their own thing. And I was with my buddy uh, who I was staying with and we're like, okay, let's, um, let's like figure out a way to go back home. And like people would just come up and we also had a cooler with us and they were like talking to us, but no one was like, Oh, like, Whoa, no, there was no like weird reaction. It was just like, cool, cool. And I mean, I was, I wasn't super concerned about it, but I was just sort of like, you know, I think it's always in the back of your head, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, I mean, it was a wonderful experience overall. And I'm like, I have some good pictures from that night. That was, that was a good night. Yes. Yes. I know. Oh, we, we, we did FaceTimed you. Yeah. Oh, we sorry, did too. On. No, we, fa we FaceTimed while you were out and we were like, wait, we're wasted. No, you're wasted. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're all yeah. wasted. It was a yeah. good time. That was, was a good, good time. time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. You know what? You we have a lot in common. I know when you first reached out to me, you're like, "Wait, you're Asian? Wait, I'm Asian. Wait, you're uh -huh. in the health field? Wait, I'm yeah. in the health field. Like, what? What? Yeah. You know, I did have a question. You talk a little bit about 
being raised in an um, environment because you're Asian and I'm Asian as mm-hmm. well. Where we didn't really share our feelings. A lot of families, even not just Asian, don't share our feelings. But what was that upbringing like, and how did that affect kind of your gender identity yeah. as coming out? Yeah, I mean, I think that when I say like don't share our feelings, it sounds like I lived in some sort of like robotic household. No, like I yeah. love my parents. They did yeah. a lot of like they've given me a great life i've been very privileged to like have them as parents you know they're kind of old school in a lot of ways but they've provided a lot for me and i'm grateful for that i just think that you know their their understanding of gender expression gender identity sexual uh orientation all that stuff is very dated and i mean growing up in that household it wasn't like there weren't like outwardly homophobic things said per se i guess there were like you could tell there was like an air of judgment to them like oh like oh gay is bad or oh you know that's like that person used to be a man or something i mean Mm -hmm. yeah like yes transphobic yes you know a little homophobic but there wasn't like an air of hate to it if because some people always think of worst case scenarios people like pounding their fists on the table being like we're gonna get rid of them all (laughs) maybe that exists in places but fortunately you know for my family it, it wasn't there but there was always this understanding of like men are supposed to be men whatever that may be and so I was always sort of like the rebel in a lot of ways with my family because they would say, this is how it should be done. I'm like, why though? That doesn't make sense. And it it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just hard because like when there was arguments, I would, I even, even now in my adulthood, I'll I'll notice like if I ever get into an argument with like a, a significant other, it's crazy how much I'll like try to like, I'll see like my own sort of argument patterns from my own parents, not saying I'm blaming them. It's just, you know, it's just how you you start to notice things. And it's just hard because it's in a relationship, you need open communication. I think like that's huge. And like for, for the people listeners out there, like when it comes to like telling your significant other when like about your dressing the earlier the better I, I i know everyone says it but it's true because if you don't they sort of have this understanding of like oh they've been hiding this from me this whole this whole time they've been lying to me and it's like a big breach of trust and like in an asian household it's just sort of like if something's uncomfortable you just avoid the topic until you know you just until you forget about it which is mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. my parents do a lot of and so i've been much more proactive about these things and i mean i can talk about this too uh my coming out experience with my parents was oh yes yes please something uh uh, uncomfortable but like not i mean yeah it was uncomfortable but like i'm glad i did it and what was it like what what exactly happened we want yeah so i was like i was gonna move and so i'm like all right, before I move, I should like go see my parents. COVID was going like raging, but it seemed to like the numbers seemed to dip down for a bit before like Delta came in. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to fly home briefly. And I made sure my parents got their vaccinations, you know, nice. um, like, well done. Good I was job. like, you need these. And my parents were like, oh, I, I, they're always one to be like, it's it, it won't happen to me. I'm so healthy. I'm like, no, no, don't be stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I went home to visit them and I stayed, I planned it for like a week. And so I went back and we had like the f- first day back. It was great catching up, like just kind of like old times. And like, I wanted to 
like let I wanted to tell them. And at this point, I'd already come out to like a like a ton of my friends now, like close friends and stuff. And it's always awkward coming out because it's like never quite relevant to the current scenario or situation. And so it's just like, mm -hmm. hey, how's it going? And things are kind of going back into like normal old stuff. But then it's like, by the way, <laughs> you know, it's it's never yeah, it's never yeah. not awkward. You always have to kind of like recome out to people just right, so right. like you, just so like you know, I mean, you, not recome out, but like constantly always be coming out because people you reconnect with that are friends you haven't talked to. You know, it would be weird to just be like, hey, what's up? By the way, this I don't know. Maybe it isn't weird, but. <laughs> It for some people, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so back to coming out to my parents. I wanted to do it on like a good note. And so it was a good day. It was the day one out of seven. And I like sat them down and I'm like, hey, um, I just want to let you know I love you guys. And I, I'm really, I'm, I want to tell you something. And I'm only telling you this because I want to be closer with you all. And you guys are important to me. And I asked and, you know, I told them two things, one of which was do not try and quote unquote fix me or change me. And two is to try your best to understand. And so then I like threw it out there and I was like, hey, so I am non-binary gender fluid, which I feel like to them made no sense. Yeah. What they were like, what do you, is that English? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, 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 the analogy I always use is. I feel like I was trying to explain physics to someone who doesn't even know math. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And so, like, I was basically, like, I like to wear women's clothes, and I am taking part of the reason why I'm moving is to be able to explore that more, like, in a more comfortable environment. That wasn't, like, the only reason. There was many other reasons. I had, like, one of my, my good friends lived up in Portland. You know, I had a new job up there. You know, I just needed to change the pace from Florida. Florida was just kind of crazy for me. You know, mm. I have lovely people in Florida that I really, really love and admire. Um, and I'll miss, I do miss them dearly. But I was just excited to kind of start a new chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I told them that. And once it was sort of settling in, it's very strange. But I mean, I kind of expected, I, 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 you know, my, knowing my parents are from a conservative background, I didn't expect to get their, like, undying approval of, like, we love you for who you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, therapist stole, yeah. my, my, ther my, my therapist told me that, too. They're like, don't expect, like, hugs, rainbows, like, you know, everyone <laughs> being like, we love you for who you are. Like, I didn't, I, I'm glad he, I, I'm glad he told me that, too, because I was like, okay, okay, that's good to know. And so... It, I wasn't met with like open arms per se. It was more like emotional destruction on their side. But mm -hmm. that's why I was around for seven days to like let them process through it. And I didn't want to like drop it and then disappear because then <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to create all these like, like, like possible narratives in their mind. Like, oh, maybe that maybe he does this because he maybe it's something we did or maybe it's this yeah. or that. And like, I didn't want him to go into that sort of mode. Like, like it was my fault or, you know, it was because you're, you know, you didn't have a strong enough father figure. Like I didn't want it to do that happen right. like that. So right. I was basically there for six days to troubleshoot and like answer any <laughs> questions. And it was yeah. super uncomfortable because like I watched my parents go through every stage of grief in front of my eyes <laughs> literally every single stage like textbook denial anger bargaining depression i didn't see full-on acceptance but yeah. Yeah. 
I think they still like the overall messages. They they still love me and they, you know, they want me to try and figure this stuff out. I don't know if they didn't want to see photos or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, as best as it can be in anytime we talk, it's never about that, but it's, it, there was like moments where like, there was a really nice moment where my dad opened up and he's like, I feel like I've really like, like failed as a father. And, you know, I mean, uh-huh. I don't, I don't think he did. I, I told him, you only did the best that you could at the time with what you knew. And I can't fault you for not knowing the future. I can't fault you for anything. I think you've done the best that you could. And I want to continue and have a good relationship with you. And he's, he was trying to rationalize it in his own way, saying like, oh, well, I believe in reincarnation. I've heard of people being women in past lives. And then in this current life, they're not even, they're gay because they used to be a woman. I'm like, sure, whatever, like, okay. helps you understand yeah. it and rationalize it. I'll take it. I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> you right, know? right. And so I, I found that as like a soft acceptance because I was, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like left it as like, a, I love you guys. If you want me in your life, keep talking with me and like, accept me for, uh, you know, ex- respect my decisions at least. Um, and they right. seem to be kind of going with that too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, it's been fine. You know, they don't really breach the topic, but they did tell me not to tell any of my family because <laughs> they were so scared. Like, oh, I mean, okay. it, it's crazy. I, I heard every basically like i heard my mom kind of go through every like paranoid anxious thought i've ever had in like <laughs> my life of like well i hope i can find someone who will accept me and then it was like then she's like well maybe you should like if you're dating people you should like start dating them get into a relationship and then tell them and that's <laughs> like that's i'm like i've been there i've done that have you yeah. tried stopping <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> like, you Stopping. know, nice. yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. And so, and there were, mo- there was a moment actually, like in my mid twenties where they found my entire stash. There's Ooh. several moments where they found like articles and I like played it off. Oh, it was a friend's bra that she left when she had to change for swim practice or this or that. And like that, like amped up the paranoia. And then they found the whole stash and I'm like, oh yeah. So yeah, that's a thing. And like, they sort of like, were like, okay, let, well, my mom asked me at that time. She's like, are you gay? I'm like, no, it's funny. Cause that's always the first question they ask. Mm-hmm. And, then, <laughs> and then she's like, are you a virgin? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't lie to her. I just, I felt, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I did lie to her. I'm sorry. I, I was not a virgin at the time, okay. but I was just like, oh. <laughs> what, so wh- when did you reveal all this? Was this last month or two months ago? Was- so, I mean, I was found out in like mid-20s. I'm like 31 now. I revealed this to my parents probably like a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. Oh, wow. Okay, so I they're know. still processing it. They're, still they're probably it. still processing it. I need to send them some information. I've been kind of like lazy on that. But yeah, yeah, they're they're still processing it. We don't really talk about it too much. And my parents aren't great with criticism, but... Mm. I um I did tell my brother and he, it was beautiful because it was um my brother and I have never been super close. He's like 6 years older than me. He's always kind of like been more stoic than me and we were we never had the best relationship. We always kind of butted heads. And mm. it was just funny cuz we're older now, we can like put things aside and we're not like best of buds, but like brothers and you know or siblings or whatever and we love each other. And I went to stay with him briefly for one night going to this wedding. And 
I told him and his uh, wife at the time, or I mean, no, he still has that wife. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I was like, at the time, that was, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told them, and it was funny because in my head, I was like, well, my brother lived in New York. I, I don't know a ton about him, but like, he seems more educated in those regards. Like, maybe he'll understand. I don't know. And it wasn't really met with open arms, but it was more just like, all right, that's fine. Would you prefer me call you anything different? Like, do you, what are your pronouns that you prefer? Would you like to refer to you as a sibling? Oh. It literally changes nothing. And it was like left there. And I kind of like at the moment, I wasn't like, wow. But the more I think about it, the more it was like the perfect sort of response. Because literally, it doesn't change anything. Like, mm-hmm. like my brother and I are still kind of like awkward with each other, but not in like a bad way. He, I know that we're on the same page of like, he respects like my decisions and doesn't like think I'm like a weird monster or something, you know, which is cool. It was like acceptance, but in his, in the most brotherly way that he could have done. And I thought it was like kind of sweet in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's so awesome that your family is, I mean, your brother at least is understanding parents. eh, Maybe give him more, give him more time. Some time, (laughs) you know, like, it was funny. The paranoia levels were high. They were like, what if someone takes a photo and you're in the background of it? I'm like, first of all, they'd be like, they wouldn't recognize me. They'd be like, who's that bitch? She's so good. She looks so bad. Yeah. And, you know, it was my way of like flexing and be like, yeah, I, I know makeup to my parents, but I don't think they really received it. You know, they're just like, like, what if this or what if that? What if someone finds it and like exposes you? I'm like, honestly, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not like doing anything illegal. I'm just doing, you know, just something that's different from the status quo. You know, like they, they went through every single what if I've ever been through in my entire life. So. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, Claire, what did it take for you to be that whatever about it? That yes. feeling of just being like, oh, yeah, okay, it's mm-hmm. fine. I'm because you talk about you went through those paranoia yeah. stages, but like, oh, how did yeah. you deal with like, how did you deal with it? And now, how did you come to terms being like, oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore? Yes, right? yes. Yeah. For me, it was my last relationship. It was about two and a half years. We got a house together. Uh, we never got engaged or anything, but I was just kind of going along with like what I felt life wanted. And I met a girl who we were very compatible. She was funny. She was like educated. You know, we, we, there was a lot of rapport there. You know, we had a good relationship in those regards, but I think that I was discovering that I kind of wanted more with my dressing and it was kind of crossing the boundaries we had set initially. And for me, it was difficult because I had, I felt like I had a duty as like a man to like do this and that. And I, and I did in relationship in some aspects, but I sort of introduced that to her in the relationship as like an aspect of like, you know, I introduced to her dressing as like an aspect of shame. Like there's an, there's some shame tied to it. Like, Oh, I'm a, yes, I cross dress from time to time. I'm like, sort of like, I'm sorry about that. Not saying that, but you know, sort of with that air of um, judgment to it and things kind of like boiled over and there were other issues in the relationship. That was part of it. We ended up part separating and, that's when I had this moment of like, okay, so let's, let's look, let's do a quick recap of my like dating history and look at like what went wrong. And I'm like, okay, I think the single, like the one thing here is like, I don't fully understand like my dressing in regards to um, what it means and what it may mean, you know, and I need to really explore that before I can feel comfortable enough to reenter a relationship So I'm in this sort of like 
exploring myself as an independent woman, you know, <laughs> and it's been wonderful. And, you know, I'm really gaining a lot of perspective on life. And, you know, I, I'm and like for everyone out there, it's you just have to like go out there and do it. I am a little bit lucky in this case because I have my job doesn't start for another. I basically have like a full on adult summer. So like I've just had a lot of time to just like really explore that and have fun with it. So not everyone gets this kind of privilege. And I'm very, ex- I'm very grateful to have that. And it's been like really huge to help me understand myself a little bit better. Am I there yet? No, I'm always kind of wavering. Like, what does this mean? And kind of shifts the more I explore too. So like it, it, it vacillates between maybe I want to do hormones. Maybe I don't, I don't know. We shall see. And I'm excited for this uh, journey of yours. seems like a lot. seems like a lot you're dealing with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the move and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I just want to, I just want to be happy, you know, and that's, I want to put in the work to be happy. You know, I don't, I'm not looking for a person to like fix me or help me guide myself through. I'm just going to like figure this shit out on my own. I mean, you know, like not, on like, I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not isolating myself from the outside world. I'm just saying I'm taking this time to really understand myself and understand mm-hmm. where I And you, you talked about shame. Did did you ever do the purge thing? Were you ever a purge girl? I've actually never purged. Okay. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I think it's like a combination of, <laughs> I think it's, there was a lot of shame. Don't get me wrong. And there was moments I, I've definitely said, like, I wish I didn't do this, but at the same time, I wouldn't be the person I am mm-hmm. today if I didn't do this. And I probably wouldn't be as understanding, as empathetic, you know, and I've been, I mean, doing this has made me a shitload mm-hmm, less mm-hmm. judgmental because, I mean, yeah. And so I think that, I mean, I've never purged before. Like, I'm very, like, lucky that I haven't. I think it's a combination of, like, right? frugality because right. I'm like, I don't want to throw all that right. shit away. Like, I paid money for that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I've, like, I've given things away, but I've never, like, thrown things away that I was like out of shame or like self-disgust or anything. I kind of accepted that I would be dressing from a young age. Like I was like, yeah, this is a part of me. It's here to stay. Like, you know, and I sort of have an, I had an ambivalent like relationship with it of like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's an urge that comes up and I kind of try to take care of it and you know, this and that, but now I'm like, it's part of me and like, you know, it's beautiful. And you know, the things I've learned from it, I mean, you know, they're, it's it's a level of artistic expression. It's a it's a level mm-hmm. of gender expression, and you mm-hmm. know I think it's um, and we talk about great. you know all these cross dressing uh, topics and stuff. One of our big ones is passing. How important is passing to you, uh, Claire? Yes, yes. Um, it's interesting for me. Like I think passing is kind mm-hmm. of important, but also kind of not important for safety. It's important. That I think mm-hmm. it's like passing can be super, super important for. For me, because I, I'm i just sort of of the mind of like, I want to look really good. And visually, they'll be like, oh, my God, who is that? But like, I don't know. I don't really change my voice like that. I don't change. I don't do any voice training things. Maybe I'll change up how my speech patterns. I don't know. It's not yeah. anything conscious. But I do get a little bit of a kick out of like, 
one one example is like when I went out with my friends one of the first times. I'm dressed up and we're at like a gay bar and stuff. And I roll up to the bartender. I'm like, "Hey, dude, can I get like seven <laughs> Michelob Ultras for me and my boys over here?" And the person just like sort of like has this exasperated but also like huge grin on their face. And I thought it was like kind of humorous in its own way. So I had I had I like to have fun with it to a certain degree, but it's not necessarily like I want people to. I don't know. It's just me, you know, and I, um, I, I just kind of go with it. Uh, I I like to visually pass, but vocally I'm like, you know, people have low voices sometimes and Mm -hmm. I could be that, uh, or I could be just (laughs) a guy wearing a dress. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Well, it doesn't matter what people really think. I'm just, I'm just doing me. If, if it threatens my safety, maybe I'll have another thought on it. Cause that, I mean, that's a real big concern for a lot of people too. And have you had, uh, experiences where you felt threatened because you were Claire out in public, or to be honest, not really. I don't think so. I mean, I've been like kind of like, like I, I'm always kind of on edge of like, okay, if someone like tries to call me out or this or that, mm-hmm. how would I react? And I don't know. I've never, you know, like how would I defend myself? How would I react if someone tried to do that? And, like, I haven't had any, like, heckling or anything. And I don't know how I would, really. I think someone said it in one of your past podcast uh, episodes where they're like, oh, that's a guy in a dress. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course. <laughs> like, like, like I, to sort of, like, put it, like, I'm not going to give them the power to show that they've been, like, oh, I got under their skin because that's what people want. They just want a reaction and they want to be bad. But I mean, I haven't had any issues with that. All I've been met so far is with positivity. But I'm also, I also don't like Mm. get dressed and go shopping. You know, I know a lot of people do like lifestyle stuff. Like I'll get dressed and run errands or this or that. I don't know. I'll, I'll get, I, you know, for me, it's like getting dressed and, going to a friend's house or going out is kind of what I will dress for. You know, in quarantine, I just get dressed and just, you know, be like, I'm cute and take photos of myself. And, you know, I mean, or go to a friend's house, but that's about it. You know, it's never, I don't know. I, I, I think like going shopping would be kind of fun in that, but also like I sweat easy. So <laughs> I'm like, but likewise, Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So I have done it one time where I was dressed, but you know, I just like I was out. It was actually the drive when I was uh, on my road trip, or not road trip, but my move across the United States. I did dress for the last leg of it. So I actually I was moving to Portland, but I went to Seattle first to see some friends. So I drove from Montana through Seattle dressed and. You know, that was an interesting experience. I kind of figured, like, this will be new. And there's always that underlying paranoia of, like, what if I leave my hotel room and run into someone? And, you know, there's it, that still exists. But, you know, it's a lot less so. Um, there was that moment of, like, where do I pee when I was in Montana? Ooh, where did you pee? Oh. What happened? But I peed in the bathroom that was single oh. use. So I just peed in the women's bathroom. You know, I feel like peeing in the men's bathroom invites a lot of mm-hmm. criticism and stuff. But I went to the women's bathroom and it was single stall use only. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to pee. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to perv. You know, that's that's what the whole debates are all about. I'm so like, stupid. that's crazy. So stupid. That's silly. That's so silly. So, so silly. Um, yeah. You're, well, actually, let's talk about dysphoria. Have you ever felt any gender dysphoria as being 
your male self and yeah. then you've like when you're clary like oh i wish i could do this all the time it doesn't sound like it but i don't know where not too what? much i actually was thinking about this the other day and i mean i i definitely have like a a, a stark memory when i was a younger of being like um, I wish my nose was smaller. I have no concern about my nose currently. It's it's not even like a self-image issue. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't even like register in my concerns. And I remember, actually for a little bit, I used to think my legs were like too muscular. I've always had like muscular hmm. legs, naturally muscular legs. Lucky in that regards. But I used to think, I used to think like a very slim slender leg was like very, very cute and stuff, but I've gotten like so much compliments and so much good feedback on my legs that I've like sort of embraced it. And it's gone yes. from like, oh, they're Chen muscular Lee. to like, people are like, yo, people like are into this. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to like <laughs> complain. So like, I haven't had a whole lot of like dysphoria with that, but yeah, I mean, no, no overt, like I wish this was different, more like less dysphoria more euphoria of like when i'm dressed up i'm like Ooh. wow like you know and like it's like it feels like this it's almost like sort of like this excitement that comes from like within of like oh i look so good and like you can't stop smiling and it's mm -hmm. not like when i take it all off i'm like depressed or anything i'm like i really like my male self a lot too i've put mm -hmm. a lot of work into it and i'm like happy with where I've gotten to when I say work into it, not like working out. I do work out sometimes, but like <laughs> more like, you know, just I put in the work to like put myself out there, be more social, you know, find my own sort of style and stuff. And I like that, but I definitely like get really, I kind of get like really excited when it comes to like, you know, picking out an outfit or thinking about what makeup I'm going to wear. Like, I don't know. That's, it's just like super fun and like, it's kind of exciting. It's, and, um, it, it's it's cool to dress for an event. I think that's like such a fun thing. Yes, yes. So let me ask you this. Have you ever had thoughts of transitioning either socially or medically transitioning? Oh, hell yeah. So many, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it, I think it runs through a lot of people's heads of like, do I want to, do I not? I don't know. Like, and I think about like, you know, how would people react? And, you know, I've already kind of like, sort of socially come out as non-binary gender fluid to a, like a majority of friends and it's not changed any dynamics or changed anything it's actually probably opened up more doors and in terms of like i've thought about like well if i do want to like medically transition i mean i think all of the people that i've told minus my parents <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah, would yeah. be like very much like okay like they wouldn't care like ultimately what i've learned is most people that who care about you do not care like what you do with your life they just want you to be happy you know obviously if i'm mm -hmm. like i'm gonna try like hard drugs maybe that's a different story <laughs> like they make me happy no it's a different story it doesn't work like that <laughs> i'm not trying to compare this to hard drugs either but <laughs> you know i think they would be fine with that it's just sort of like a matter of like me trying to say like, hmm, do I want to? Do I not? And it kind of wavers between like maybe, maybe not. Like I definitely would like, I'm definitely interested in the transformation process of, you know, being on hormones. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm also like a very, like if I'm going to buy something, I'll do a shitload of research on it. Uh, even if it's mm -hmm. like, sometimes I'll be like, why am I researching this? This is like insignificant <laughs> amount of like all this, this is not going to change my life of any sorts. But sometimes I'll just like delve into a whole like 
you know, hyper-focused like research spiral of like, okay, I found this is the optimal flushing plunger device for my toilet. <laughs> you know, you know, like so like for the thought of like, do I want to transition? Do I want to be on hormones? Like that's like a big thought of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure, you know. And like what things of my current life am I gonna miss? What privileges am I gonna miss? Can I live without those? You know, like that kind of stuff. It's 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 constantly like shifting back and forth. It's like sometimes I'm like, oh, eh, maybe, and other times I'm like, ah, maybe not. It's everyone's unique in in their own sort of in their own journey. So like, you know, I think it's just part of it, and I'm giving myself the time to like try and figure that out too. So, mm-hmm. and and you talked about your ex asking you to see a gender therapist. Did you ever see one? I did. I did. It was actually a wonderful suggestion. Like we're, we're okay. on really good terms. And, you know, she like she didn't want to see it per se, but she wanted me to be happy and she wanted to support me. And like that was, you know, her way of being like, you really should go get this figured out because she she saw that, mm-hmm. you know, I was having issues with it. And so, you know, talking to the gender therapist was helpful. It kind of helped me be like, OK, well, help me have a better relationship with my dressing in terms of like detaching shame from it. It helped me kind of understand what my, at least, you know, where my interests lie, you know, just because I have been dressed and been with other people who were dressed, like does not necessarily make me gay or anything like that. Not that being gay is a bad thing. You know, I think everyone's a little bit gay but some people are just like hard, to, afraid to admit it. And so <laughs> I think it, it was overall very helpful. And, you know, it wasn't like every week I was doing it. It was like every month or so. And like, as things got more stable, maybe every couple months or so. I haven't talked, last time I talked to them was just before I drove over here. I actually want to do like a quick follow-up with them just to kind of like touch base with them. But they've given me some pretty valuable information and all that good stuff and help me they help guide me through this journey a little bit as well and i've never seen a gender therapist and maybe some of the people who are listening on the podcast haven't mm-hmm. had a gender what, what separates them from a therapist who doesn't uh focus on gender exactly yes um i've never seen a therapist who doesn't focus on gender so i'm not sure but... <laughs> that's true what is what is exactly i don't even yeah. i haven't even seen a therapist but what is a gender therapist for you how does that how yeah. has that helped you or what exactly yeah. have they done for you I, I I mean, they've helped me sort of just like thinking, help me like really think about like what, what I want in life, what I want from my dressing to kind of dig deeper. A lot of I've heard people think, you know, there's some people who say like, oh, a gender therapist is there to just like say, yes, here's your here's your written note and go get your hormones and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's not at all like that. With my indecisiveness, they weren't trying to lead me to a decision. They were just helping me sort of parse through my sort you know my thoughts process on the whole thing and tried to help me dig deeper on like why I do it or why I want it they never at any mm-hmm. point were like oh I think you should do hormones I think you should like you're definitely trans you know you definitely want to transition or you definitely you know they weren't like that it was like those those discussions were never had it was just more like okay like tell me about your relationship with dressing tell me how that makes you feel. And I don't know, it just helped me really like slow down and sort of break down understanding my dressing in more like baby steps. And so mm. people who can do that, cool. I love it. I'm happy for you. For me, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, it was, and it helped me unravel a lot of like shameful thoughts that are sort of like 
uh, hard-coded into my brain from years and years of, you know, societal expectations and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you're able to talk here. This is basically a therapy session for people who don't Basically, wanna... <laughs> but not legally. Yeah, Nor exactly. Nor should we call it that. But yeah, you know, it's, it's good to talk things out because talking reveals a lot about a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're willing to reveal it, but do you want to talk a little bit about your experiences with, you said you've met up with cross-dressers. Yeah, yeah. What does that, what does that mean? What did you do? So, I mean, I've met up with other cross-dressers in different ways, sometimes for like sexual encounters, just to kind of like explore it. And I mean, you know, and I, I think I, I like to get to know people too, just kind of get their perspective on things, their relationship with their dressing. And it's not like all the time, it's here and there. It's just, you know, sort of like sprinkled throughout my life and um you know they've been fun and they've been fine and some have been good fits some haven't been good fits there aren't like necessarily terrible stories <laughs> like that wait like literal fits or no like... no <laughs> no more like <laughs> like you know we mesh well or you know i think mm. probably some of the people i had seen like earlier into my dressing probably didn't contact back due to like shame and like that kind of stuff um i did like recent, you know, I did kind of get into this like moment of I want to give back to a certain degree. And during COVID, I had like friended some some cross-dressing folk that I had met online. And I had a small gathering of like three people. And, you know, we all, it was orgy? actually, no, no, a uh, non-sexual right. encounter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A non-sexual orgy. What is that? There mean? you go. Yeah. An or- that- if you call orgy a function, a measurement of people maybe we had there were measurements of people for sure (laughs) yeah no but it wasn't an orgy but it was nice it was like almost like kind of like it was just like a small gathering because some of these girls were one of them was in it like they were married they're from a different country and like they wanted to do this but their wife didn't know so they had like a storage unit and all this and that where another one was like um, probably just a little younger than me. And she was just kind of getting into it, kind of figuring out what she likes. And, you know, um, I invited them both over and, you know, said, you can get ready at my place. It's cool. We'll hang out. We had some drinks. And, you know, I mean, for them, it was like their first time going out or just being dressed in front of anyone else besides mm-hmm. themselves. And like, I felt like it was nice to be able to give back in that regards. And yeah, there's, there's some great gals. It's, it's just like, I, I wanted to do something and give something back because I mean, there's not a lot of support for, I mean, there actually is a lot of support for us gals out there, but it's hard to come by if you don't know where to look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what was your first ever like resource that you looked for help? Yeah. With? Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Let's think. Okay. Let's dive back in the way back machine here. <laughs> um, I think like the earliest memory I have of like some sort of support site was you're not alone.com. Do you remember that? Is that a Michael Jackson kind of? Thing? No, it's you are not alone.com. And it oh. had like some like cross dressing stuff. It had some trans stuff. Like it was like, it was like probably early 2000s, maybe like, I don't know. It was like one of the first sites mm. I found. There were some like Angel Fire GeoCities. Like, GeoCities, yeah. I was going to say yeah. some GeoCities. Yeah. <laughs> I remember finding this one gal. I think I like typed in cross dressing and I found it in the images of like this gal who had like, mm who liked to dress and she liked to paint her like nails, like a wine colored. If she's listening, she's from the UK. I don't know. That's all I remember. But her favorite like nail color was like red wine and like it was red wine color. And she loved to get dressed. And I found it through like Google images. I saw an image. I clicked the image, like found the like 
blog on like GeoCities or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like there's people who do things that I'd like to do. And I think that was one of the first resources, you know, just those types of things. There was, I think like crossdressers.com. I think that was one. Did that have like a website where there was like a forum? Sure. I'm sure there was some sort of like board on there. Yeah. 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 And like that, that was like cool. I got like a little bit, you know, I met some, like talked to some people on it. And then like the thing that kind of opened the floodgates was uh, FetLife. Like I found that maybe about 10 years ago. I'm like, and it was like, holy shit, what have I stumbled into? (laughs) You know, cause it's a fucking wild ride. You go there, you're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it was cool because you find other people who do cross dress, and like I, I've kind, I, I literally see it as like sort of like a Facebook type thing, but yeah. with all kinks. And I think to someone who doesn't know what it is, it is sort of kind of crazy sounding at first. But it's like when I'm browsing these profiles, yeah, sure, I'll be like, wow, she looks great in that. But like other times, it's not so much like a, it's less of like a Pornhub and more like a Facebook. To me, at least, yeah, with with sex elements, with sex potential elements. for potential <laughs> for sex, yes, yes, sexual endeavors. I found like events on there and stuff too. So, did you go to them? Yeah, yeah. So uh, back before before I was in Tampa, I lived over in Michigan, and I had you know that's where that's the website I found out like where are places that are safe to go, all this and that. And I remember I've been out to like one of the clubs in Detroit. And, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember, was it that night? I went to, like, one of the clubs in Detroit, GG's. Shout out, GG's. Um, it's pretty cool. I've only been there, like, twice. And I think I went to, like, some fetish ball thing where, like, it was, like, a whole bunch of different fetishes of, like, there was, like, people being, like, suspended from chains and people being whipped and people on fire and not on fire, but getting I don't know, flame <laughs> oh, play geez. or something. People wearing okay. dog masks, like like BDSM stuff. Like, you know, it was a huge community of like everyone. And everyone there was really cool. And yeah, I went, I went, wore this like cute white dress. I got this like, it was like an A-line type thing. I got this little chunky necklace for it. I thought it was cute. I mean, looking back, I'm like, fuck, what was I wearing? But like, we all progress uh, <laughs> through life mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. we, all, we all reflect back and be like, yo, what the heck? But... <laughs> I didn't know better at the time. And I thought I was, I think at the time I was doing pretty good. And so, yeah, that was like a really cool event. And it was just kind of, it was just my first time really seeing like people being like so openly open about their kinks and stuff. It was kind of wild. And just seeing how like the kink community is like very open and accepting, which is like very cool. So Claire, is is cross dressing a fetish for you? Would you I say? wouldn't say I'd be lying if I say mm-hmm. it isn't, but mm-hmm. I would say there are fetish elements to it. Like, I, but I think that someone explained it very well before. When you first discover it, you kind of hide it, and you almost feel the shame of a fetish with it too. And like that's all you kind of know about it is in your own room, in your own privacy. And as you start to explore it more and you start to find, you know, you enjoy certain aspects of it that are non-sexual, you start to realize it might be more than that. 
Mm-hmm. And there are people who are, I know a couple of cross-dressers who are cross-dressers purely by kink. Like, they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm a guy, but like, I like dressing up like a little slut and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's cool. As long as you know that, I respect that. I mean, not even if you don't know that, I respect that too, but I wouldn't say that applies for everyone. For myself, it's like, yeah, there mm-hmm. are elements of it that are, you know, like sexually exciting and stuff, but um, a good portion of it I've learned and the more I've explored it has become like something that is non-sexual and I enjoy it more. And it's always been like a place of comfort. And I do see it as like almost like to a certain degree of like a level of self-care. Like, I mean, as a guy, it's like, I'm here. My face is clean. (laughs) I brushed my teeth. (laughs) Maybe I shaved, but to get dressed up, you got to like shave your entire body. You got to like do the makeup. And so I've sort of like cycled it as like a level of self-care because, you know, you are kind of pampering yourself to look good for whatever Mm -hmm. outfit you're going to wear and stuff like that. So is it, do you only cross dress as Claire in full, like you go full out, like you don't wear, you don't underdress anymore. You don't wear panties. You don't wear like, no, no, I'll I'll do like little levels of like underdress. Sometimes I'll wear panties. Sometimes right now I'm wearing like a dress and some heels just to kind of get in the mood. Um, But I'm like, I have no makeup on. I don't have a wig on. My nails are painted (laughs) cute. And Mm -hmm. oh, it's funny because you mentioned that because like, it's kind of like this whole um, idea of like non-binary folk. Uh, You know, there's no right way to be non-binary. Mm-hmm. non-binary means like and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's like you don't really identify fully with either of the mm-hmm. binary Pretty much, and yeah. like i identify parts with b each but not fully with either and so like technically mm-hmm. i would say at this time at least to my understanding you know i am non-binary and i always i always had this image of non-binary people in my mind uh of being like like fuck the status quo i'm gonna do what i want like, I don't give a shit if makeup's for women. I'm going to wear it as a guy. I'll have a beard. I don't give a fuck. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I always thought of yeah. it as like sort of like, yeah, take that. But the more I've explored my dressing here, the more I've real I've become more of a non-binary look out of laziness, <laughs> like apathy, like and like frugality to a certain degree because like i'll paint my nails for getting dressed and then i'm like they're so cute i don't want to take them off well (laughs) who the fuck cares if i'm wearing pink nail polish as a guy like fuck gender roles who what genders genders don't deserve a like colors shouldn't just be for a a gender you know like Mm -hmm. like i don't know I, i just sort of like don't care enough to take them off so like i'll have that and i got my ears pierced and i'm like some people may interpret that as, I mean, 10 years ago, I'd be like, people think I'm like this or that. And now I'm like, so, so what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the more I understand myself, the less I care about what other people think. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, it's and like, it's just, whatever you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you don't care anymore right, at this point. <laughs> I, I don't care, <laughs> but I am in like this sort of like. I do put out like the, the disclaimer, like I'm like in this adult summer where I don't have any like work ties or at this present moment, you know, I have a job lined up that's going to start mm-hmm. soon, but I don't have any like, like, oh, I have to be at work and I have to can't wear this or that. You know, I'm actually considering like when I do start sort of just presenting more just the way I am now, I'll talk, probably talk to HR, be like, what's your like whole policy on like nail polish? And I feel like like Portland itself has a pretty good culture about like people 
having a, a level of expression. And I feel like people would be shamed for trying to shame other people for their own levels of self-expression. And so, I mean, at least from my understanding of it now, who knows? It could be, it, go, it, could, go, it could go horribly wrong, but I don't see it coming like that. <laughs> I don't see it blowing up like that. So, Well, I mean, you moved from, I mean, you've moved all over the place, but you moved from Tampa to Portland now. And have you noticed other drastic change in there about a month or so, a month and a half or so? Oh, have yes. you noticed a lot Huge. of differences? Yeah. Huge. It's not as humid, but more on what we're trying to talk about is like, you know, I see people here. I mean, I treat, I see trans folk out all the time, just in different areas, just doing their thing. And it's not like there's no like issues with that. No people are like pointing it out. There's no laughing. There's no like belittling, you know, there's no people pointing and laughing. It's just like people will mind their own business and they will respect people's like people's uh decisions in life you know they're not going to be people don't try to like police how people live in this city in regards to Mm -hmm. how they present people are actually super good about it there too so it's like i mean when like when i first came here i met up with some of my work friends and you know just a bunch of like just a bunch of nice dudes were on the beach and stuff and i had my toes painted and i was presented as a guy and they're like oh i like the i like your toes i'm like thanks and then they were then they like went and we discussed like oh i wanted to like paint my nails for pride and to show my support and stuff i'm like what that's so fucking cool and i feel like the reaction you'll get here and the reactions i've had so far of just being out as a guy with pink nail polish on have been very positive people like oh i love that color and we'll just have a conversation about it and like it's very positive. I haven't had anyone be like, I haven't had anyone try and question me because that's always a paranoid <laughs> thought of like, what if yeah. someone notices my legs are shaved and they're like, why do you have your legs shaved, huh? Like, <laughs> you know, because that's what like our yeah. minds are always, at least my mind was always going through. Like, what if someone notices my legs are shaved and they call me out on it and they shave me in front of the world? Like, that never happens. Like, I've shaved my legs for probably 10 years now. And mm-hmm. I've gotten people to be like, oh, do you do you shave your legs? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, they're like, why though? I'm like, yeah, I prefer it. And then it usually ends there. It never goes any further. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen, you know, yeah. I used to think if I have a little nail polish on my nail, are people going to see that and then be like, what is that? You know, and then call me out. And then the whole, <laughs> the whole facade has been pulled down and I'm the... A wizard behind the curtain you know like no it's it's not so mm-hmm. it's never it's really never like that and, um, and plus you haven't had any bad interactions so i really far. haven't i i don't yeah. i mean you know my parents i wouldn't say bad i was more understand you know i i kind of was expecting that too but yeah like i haven't had any bad interactions i've i've had some like incredibly positive ones that are like very like touching like i don't know just show, seeing this level of support from my friends is like something that I'm super grateful for. And, you know, it made leaving Florida a little harder because like I had some really wonderful friends there that, you know, supported me when I first came out to them. And when I first came out to them, it's sort of, um, okay, they say they accept me. They seem like cool about it. But really though, is it cool? You know, that's like that (laughs) self-doubt. And I remember like, I would go hang out with them. And sometimes I'm like, I'll just go dress because I'm already dressing, you know, whatever. And I'm like, is it cool? They're like, dude, it's fine. Like, you do you. We're happy to have you here. We do not care. And they said that a lot. We don't care. And, you know, every time I went to hang out with them, they did it. And nothing was different. And it was great. And 
they really kind of boosted my confidence in myself to like be able to say like people don't really care and people who do care fuck them you know like like mm-hmm. i always think about like what would people say and what will people do if they found out but now i think about that too of like honestly like that's a lot of energy to like waste on someone and i've not really i thought about how often i think about other people to that level i don't <laughs> i don't right, at all right I'm like Mm -hmm. so caught up in my own head. I don't notice like what other people are going through in that regards. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't notice small details like, oh, you know, this and that. I'm just like, that's cool. And then I just move on. And so, you know, I don't think like, what do they do in behind closed doors? I I don't care. Like, it's literally none of my business. And I'm just happy for them that they're able to be themselves and stuff. So having those friends like to support me kind of like, leveled me up to face my parents as a final boss in the sense of like, (laughs) I don't care the outcome. I'm not here for their approval, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it it helped me get to that point. And it's definitely helped me be more comfortable with myself presenting as myself and even just being able to discuss that, you know, fully uh, with people, you know, openly with people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Are your friends just like cool people? Like are these let me, I'm not going to be, yeah, yeah this of is, course. are no, they not, okay. they're not, not religious, right? Like, are they religious people? Or are they just like open people? Or are they so, like, where did they get yeah. this idea of just being free or being like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, where, yeah. do, they, where do people find those people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always, I think I've always sort of like been gravitated towards people who I feel like would be cool with it. I didn't like find them and like ask them that immediately. But I met these people through my grad school program, and there was only like a couple boys in that class, and it was a lot of chicks, girls. Sorry, uh, chicks sounds kind of derogatory, but um, <laughs> it's fine. They, Whatever. They, yeah, yeah, I know. And we all kind of like bonded together, and we were cool, and we would have like we, we were just tight. We were just tight knit, and so I mean, a, a lot of my friends, I, I, I try not to be friends with people who I feel would be closed-minded or bigoted or anything like that. Just because like, why, why, (laughs) like why try and friend someone who ultimately wouldn't agree with you as a person. And I mean, not everyone has that privilege. I was pretty lucky to have them as classmates and then really, really great friends. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. They were religious, but like not super, super in your face religious, I guess. And at no point was it like, they never said anything of those weird things of like, oh, you know, like maybe God did you wrong and that's why you're here, but we love you. Like, no, it wasn't like that or anything. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. candid compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all like very cool. I had a range of uh, coming out reactions of when I initially, uh, one of them was like, one of my friends was like, like, that's great. I love you. I support you for whatever. And like, it's not a thing. It's, it's, I'm, I'm happy for you. And I'm like, don't you want to ask me more questions though? Like, (laughs) and I I think about it more now. And I think at that time when I was first coming out, I just didn't want to be misunderstood or misinterpreted. And I just wanted them to be more like, you know, ask questions so I could be more clear about myself. And there was other reactions where one of my friends was just like, like very optimistic and like very curious and asked me a lot of questions. And I'm like, please probe, like ask me anything. I'm an open book. I want you to understand it. So I'm not like, Mm-hmm. going home thinking that you're thinking I'm doing this or that. I want you to like understand this as best as you can. And they had a lot mm-hmm. of questions and they were very curious and all that good stuff. And that was also a nice reaction. And I, I overall, like the reactions have been great. We still love you. It doesn't change anything. 
we're happy that you're able to share this with us. And I, I mean, you know, it's, it's like the little small things you, that add up over time. And you're like, shit, I'm so fucking grateful for these people. Cause they're just mm-hmm. wonderful. And even like things of like, well, I mean, like I remember talking to uh, my friend's fiance and she's like, well, she's also my friend too. And she was saying like how her uh, husband, who was also one of my friends from school was like, like, should I like call, call them like different pronouns? I hope they don't feel offended if I do like call them this or that. And I'm like, honestly, I never even thought about that. And I was not offended, but it's just Mm -hmm. really nice to see that level of like trying to understand and be more um, respectful of things that I might care about. And other people may, I, I was just, at that time, I was just like, eh, I don't really care too much. And pronouns mm-hmm. are really just how I present and or if you're not sure, just say they, them. I think that's, I don't think anyone would be offended to be referred to mm. as like, oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's them. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. know, I don't know if I mean, any still... cishet people who are like, I'm a, I'm a he or I'm yeah. a he. Like, <laughs> don't they yeah. me? I mean, that's, that's just right. And, and I still struggle with the they, them pronoun anyways. I'm just like, what is it? Huh? Like that's yeah. one person. Oh no! And I so it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take. It takes. A while. It takes a minute. I I do it with dogs. Actually, funny enough, because half the time you're like, oh, that's a cute dog, but you don't know. You try to look for like if they have a penis or not, and <laughs> you're like, I, I'll just like, oh, they're, they're, they're they seem pretty cute. I like it. You know, I like. Them. <laughs> you know, that, I like them. Y'all yeah. very inclusive as uh, southern as it is. It's very inclusive. True. I'm, I'm uh, reclaiming it. Nice. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, I, I guess I haven't met like, I mean, I've probably met some non-binary people, but I don't know. I, I, I haven't really met anyone who's very outwardly non-binary. And I guess like, am I trailblazing it? I don't know. Like trailblazer sounds like I'm actively trying to do something. It's more like yeah. I'm very lazy. I'm very, it's like I'm lazily non-binary. Like, oh, perfect. Like I have some, <laughs> like some makeup on from yesterday that it didn't fully take off. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, like that's until some people right. like, wow, they're wearing eyeliner or something. Like, I don't know. I was. So <laughs> it's, I it's think just, that's, that's yeah. perfect. Cause that's what 80% of like the non-binary people are out there. They're like lazy and they're not, yeah, they're not out yeah. there doing stuff they're just like i'm just wearing it whatever and it's mm-hmm. like and, cool and and then if people get up in arms about it it's like you think about it like what if someone's like oh why you wear makeup i'm like i don't know like i wanted to it's like oh okay <laughs> well exactly. like isn't that for girls i'm like i don't know is it <laughs> like it, it's sort of like you put them in a moment of like all right you know i mean this has never happened but like my my understanding of it is just like okay so like why does it mean why does it mean so much to you like, why does it, why do you care so much? Right. You know, like, right. that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I, I always think of, like, weird scenarios where something that seems obvious might be, like, the opposite. So, obviously, if I was, like, on a stage play and I'm, like, wearing, like, this crazy eye makeup, they'd be like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> but, like, that's a hyper-specific scenario that I would never run into, you know? Maybe that's anxiety. Right. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of anxiety that builds up in our heads that we're, like, there's no way this scenario would ever happen, but if it did, uh-huh. fucking ready. <laughs> like what? I've definitely thought of like my escape plan if I ever got in danger. Like I don't know. Like I, I'm not a fighter. Like I wouldn't be I able to tell. defend. I wouldn't be able to defend myself in that regards. I'm good at talking my way out of things, so maybe I could do that. Or like my other thought was just be completely feral. <laughs> and like go crazy and they're like oh fuck no you know like like something 
it's not so much like physical intimidation, but just like it meant just straight up in like just tr- seem insane. So they're like, I don't, I don't know things. I'm good, but I don't know. I haven't been in that scenario <laughs> yet, so I'm not. But sure you're also not. You're not putting yourself in those situations either. So it's That's like true. That's I very doubt true. you'd be that kind of person. It's like, why are you walking down that dark? Yes, alley? exactly. Like, yeah, what are you doing yeah. there? Um, Definitely you, not. Can you tell us a little bit more about Claire, though? What is, is Claire different than your male self? Is it a persona? Is it like yeah. just a different version of I, yourself? Who is that? I, Who is Claire? I don't know. I think I, I kind of feel like Claire is this right here, right now. I mean, uh, yes, I am Claire. <laughs> but also, Perfect. you know, um, is she different from my male self? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't really had many people, anyone say anything different. Like, oh, you're like a totally different person. Maybe I'm more like... Claire's definitely more like feeling herself more. Not that mm-hmm. I like don't feel myself as a guy, but it's just like that sounds weird. But um, hey, feel yourself, feel all up. No, yourself. yeah, <laughs> fucking do what you want to do. You know, it's your body. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Claire, I'd say it's pretty much like our personalities are pretty contiguous because I really like my personality just in general. And like, I don't want it to be, I don't want to have to change it to make it feel like it has to be more feminine because then I think about what makes a feminine personality. Then I feel kind of sexist if I think of like things that would make a feminine personality. But then there's like positive things like more like caring, more emotionally in tune, not saying guys can't be like that, but women more are more often like that too. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know. I think like, I don't think there's a huge difference. Um, Claire's definitely just more feeling her oats is whatever the kids are saying these days. I don't know what they're saying. I'm in, I'm in my thirties as well. I don't, I don't <laughs> but what is a, uh, what is Claire like to wear? What is your go-to outfit? So I was Ooh, like, asking, yeah, like, yeah. What do, you, what do you like? To, what is, what is a Claire? You know, like, Claire's, oh, that's Claire. a, Claire's a fucking hottie. She's a little cutie. Yes. Um, yes. Like I like, I like just like flowy things. I like drapier things. I don't really like super tight fits too often. I think we, uh-huh. I started out with tight fits initially, like body cons and stuff, just because mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to dress my body per se. And it felt nice at the time. You know, you're like, ooh, mm. dress feels tight on body. I like that. Or, you know, then after a bit, you kind of like want to explore different things. Like, what does this dress feel like? What does that thing feel like? And I mean, I've definitely settled, kind of like honed in on my style. It's just like, I don't know, whatever Target offers me on the clearance rack. But, you know, (laughs) definitely just something more cute, more casual. And definitely my, my wardrobe definitely shifted or like my style definitely shifted the second I was like, I'm planning on coming out to people, you know, like, Mm. Because I wanted to, and same with my makeup game too. Like when I was like, I want to come out to people, but I also like, I'm going to show them pictures. So I want to look good in these pictures. So like I use that as a motivation to like get really, like get better at makeup Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted to, to be more of like, I didn't want to, and I'm sure my friends would have supported me anyway, like either way good makeup, bad makeup. They would have loved, you know, they love me and they love me for who I am and they would have supported me either way. But, like, I wanted to be, like, I wanted them to be, like, wow, holy shit. And so, like, that kind of motivated me to do that. And it kind of motivated me to get more practical outfits instead of, like, super platform heels and, like, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. Trust me, I own those and they're fun. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm not going to go to my go over to my friend's house wearing, like, seven-inch heel stilettos and 
super tight mini dress, which isn't a bad thing. I show a lot of leg. I show a lot of leg. Claire, <laughs> those muscular legs, yeah, yeah. Claire's yeah. a little hottie. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, her style's very like flowy. Maybe some florals. Not I. I like maybe some like short skirts, but not like nothing like uh, super super tight. I guess. Just I I, I kind of like that sort of. Uh, I think it's just so nice, like like uh, a ribbon dancer, like mm. silk in the wind. Hold on. And finally, the miscellany. Yes. And that was part one of my curious convo with Claire. Ball of fire, I tell ya. Was I wrong? That girl was full of caffeine, and it was a treat for the cross yas listener to have her here. I love the story about her parents and her brother, and I love just how laid back and chill she was about her gender fluidity. If you enjoyed part one, you're going to love part two, where we go, uh, where we talk a little dirty and dig a little deeper into the life of Claire. What's that even mean? Well, stay tuned for next week's episode to find out. But that's all for this week's episode. Remember, when it comes to your cross-dressing, gender fluidity, slash sexuality, no one cares. So do whatever you want and wear whatever you want within reason. And let me know what you need so I can help you succeed. Hit me up to zell at crossyaspodcast.com and join our Discord if you haven't already by going to our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. And don't forget, if you're loving what you're hearing, tell someone else about this podcast. I'd love to help others not only with my story, but with other people's stories as well. And until next time, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. 